Moncrief on News Talk. You're probably familiar with the Stevens Green Shopping Centre. Permission has just been granted to redevelop the whole lot. And while opinion may vary as to the architectural worth of the existing structure, there's a lot of opposition to what might replace it. Uh, we're joined on the line by the for envi- former environment editor with the Irish Times, Frank MacDonald. Frank, good afternoon. How are you, Sean? Uh, now, when you when this building first appeared anyway, didn't you uh, compare it to a riverboat on the Mississippi or something? I did, I did indeed. I mean, it, it, um, uh, older listeners, I suppose, would remember the site uh, that it used to be occupied by the Dandelion Market, mm. which is where U2 used to hang out. And uh, that was a kind of meanwhile use. And, and then there was Rice's Pub on the corner of South King Street and Sinnott's Pub right next door to it. And there were all, all together 64 properties on, on, on the site. And when they were all replaced by the Stevens Green Shopping Centre in 1988, Dublin's so-called millennium year, I was the first to describe it as looking like a Mississippi riverboat that had somehow got stranded on the edge of the green without its paddle wheel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, but, uh, but at the same time, uh, even though it is a piece of architectural kitsch um, and it's South King Street facade, mimics the Gaiety Theatre just opposite, um, it did become a city centre landmark and a kind of an emblem of Dublin uh, featuring on postcards of the city and, and, and really much photographed by tourists over the years. Yeah, and, that is true. Mm. You know, it is. It is. So, um, uh, and, and the reaction to Dublin City Council planners' decision to to approve the latest scheme to basically replace it all um, has been pretty uniformly negative. I mean, I was surprised at how strong it was with numerous posts on, on Twitter describing it as atrocious, awful, bland, disgusting, hideous, horrible, ugly, and even worse, uh, using words that we can't say on, on radio. <laughs> um, and um, But the, the proposed rejuvenation, um, you know, would not only get rid of the facades uh, of the existing shopping centre, but also the airy atrium that everyone seems to like because it rises to the full height um, under a, a glazed roof uh, where you can see the sky through and, mm. and with this huge uh, see-through suspended clock, which I suppose must be the biggest uh, timepiece in Dublin. Um, and what Davy Properties Vehicle DTDL uh, now proposed to replace it with is essentially a major office development stacked on top of two floors of shops and cafes at street level. And and as you know yourself, I mean, there's been an awful lot of new office space built in Dublin in the last couple of years, and and uh, and much of that space is vacant. So you'd have to wonder what on earth is the point of building. Um, I can't remember the exact square footage of it, but it's a very large quantity of office space at the upper levels that they, uh, they aim to build. Mm. And yeah. at the corner uh, of uh, South King Street and St. Stephen's Green, instead of the existing curve, you'd have a harshly angular uh, set of upper floors um, clad in supposedly sophisticated layered glass uh, and cantilevered over a, ca- a cavernous double-height entrance that that looks like really the architecturally equivalent of Jaws. Um, and from St. Stephen's Green, particularly near the Fusiliers Arch, uh, the new look shopping centre would be significantly taller than the existing building, even to its parapet level. And never mind about the setback office fl- floors that would be installed above the parapet uh, and pulled back from it. 
Um, and, you know, DCC's planners, they had numerous reservations about what was being proposed by DTDL, but uh, their, and their architects, BKD, um, uh, and they requested further information on us uh, on the first planning application. And when that wasn't enough, uh, they were they they um, were asked for yet more. And so it's now gone through three iterations to get to where we are. And it still is, falls, I think, well short of the the building of exceptional design quality that, that Dublin City Council planners wanted to see uh, on the site, and yet they've granted planning permission for it. Yeah. Now, and, and just just be clear on this, it's uh, uh, the, the existing height of the Stephen's Green Shopping Centre, is it going to be even taller now? Yes. The existing height to the parapet. Um, I mean, that's, you know, the top of the building minus anything that might be above that and pulled back from it. Uh, would be would be significantly taller than the than the current shopping centre, uh, which kind of fits in, you know. Like it, it, it's, um, you know, yes, it is kitsch and 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 yes, it is, you know, pastiche or whatever. But the point is that it does have that scale. Um, it matches the the general scale of the area around it. Mm. Um, if you think of South King Street and the west side of Stephen's Green, and also Grafton Street, because don't forget. The Stephen's Green Shopping Centre is located right at the top of Grafton Street, so it has a presence there as well. Um, and the existing centre, I think, fits in quite well, um, whatever reservations I, I might have about its design. But, you know, the proposed replacement is going to be significantly taller, and and that is something that really is is a problem. And, and you know, like... There's been a lot of development in the facility of Stevens Green in the last few years, and it mainly has involved, you know, building office blocks essentially behind retained uh, Georgian houses and, and stuff, especially on the north side of the green, but also it's going, going to happen on the uh, south side of the green as well. And on the east side, or the west side rather, uh, the side that Stevens Green Shopping Centre is on, you've got a huge development that's being done by the Royal College of Surgeons uh, 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 further along the west side of the green. And, you know, you just kind of feel that, you know, like when you think of Stephen's Green, I mean, it is the oldest Georgian square in Dublin. Uh, it dates back to the late 17th century. And and it's a designated national monument. Mm. You know, the whole of Stephen's Green is, a, is designated as a national monument. And one of the reasons for that is because it has the most beautiful Victorian public park uh, in the country. Uh, in in St Stephen's Green with its with its lakes and and ducks and admittedly uh, seagulls as well, but but even <laughs> so, it's a great great resource. And thanks to Lord Ardalon, uh, whose statue seated uh, a sculpture uh, that was done of him uh, facing the west side of the Green, um, about halfway up, uh, quite close to the Lewis uh, stop there. And you know, like he was the one who 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 created the public park, which was adopted. Um, uh, there was a, actually a, an act of parliament passed at Westminster uh, in 1889, I think it was, uh, the Stevens, the St. Stephen's Green Dublin Act. It was created under that act of parliament. And, uh, and, and he dedicated that park to the people of Dublin. And, you know, like the setting of that park is important. And the Stephen's Green Shopping Centre is part of that setting. And it, so therefore, anything that is built on that corner really does need to be of exceptional design quality. Yeah. And, and I don't uh, think uh, we've reached that. 
Yeah, Alan Dublin, one of our listeners, says the new design looks like an Amazon distribution centre. It's hideous. <laughs> what, uh, what does it actually look like from the outside, what's proposed? Well, I mean, it, it looks much more boxy than the existing uh, than the existing building. Um, and admittedly, this is being done, in, 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 as I said, in layered glass um, uh, at the, towards the corner, the, the vitally important corner of Stephen's Green and South King Street. And, and that is, um, you know, that, that's one of the selling points of the scheme. But I just don't think it's very well resolved. Um, and it's something that I think a lot of people would be, are, are horrified by. And uh, the only mercy is that uh, it is open to those of us uh, who made submissions on the current planning application uh, to appeal Dublin City Council planners' decision to onboard Planola. And that's what some of us will consider, now consider doing. All right. Okay. And, and the thing is... And you can't answer for them, but why do you think they felt the need to do it? The centre maybe needs a lick of paint or, a, you know, a bit of tarting up here and there. Uh, but this major redevelopment, uh, which includes, as you say, lots of office space, and it's not like we need more office space in Dublin. So what's possessing them to do this? Well, I think it is. Uh, I think f- fundamentally it was conceived as an office development. Um, and, and, you know, that is something that I can't really fathom uh, why anyone would want to do that now. But I suppose they're taking a long-term view that, that ultimately, you know, the the vacancy level in office, new office space in Dublin uh, will fall over time as, as more and more office space is occupied. Mm. But I mean, there's, there, there isn't really any indication that this is going to happen because of the way work practices are, have changed and the fact that people are coming into the office maybe three days a week rather than five. And, you know, the whole economics of, of office development, um, um, you know, is now questionable. Um, so I just don't really understand why this is being done, um, uh, especially when you consider that, you know, if you go down to College Street um, and look at the huge big scheme that's been built on the site of the Screen Cinema and College House and uh, Apollo House in, in, in Tara Street. I mean, you know, I don't think that any of that space is left. You yeah. know, so, I mean, what are we doing? You mm. know, like the main priority in Dublin really is to is to provide housing. And, you know, we desperately need um, sites to be developed for uh, apartment buildings and so on. And, you know, the, the developers in this particular case have rejected that idea of, of building any housing on that site, even though if you think of it, you know, you could have fabulous penthouse yeah, apartments. Yeah, it'd be at a premium. Yeah, there would be, it would be, uh, with the great views out over St. Stephen's Green. I mean, you know, we have to start thinking outside the box instead of planting boxes on the street. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a possible appeal that you might make, what's the procedure for that? And do you need, if you like, a basis for it? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, there's a numerous basis for, for appealing. Um, and um, But you have to put forward a cogent case. And, you know, I'm glad to say that on board Panola, I've now, um, uh, with the reforms that have been introduced and the new members that have been appointed, I think there's now 15 members on the board to deal with the huge backlog that it has as a result of the turmoil that was created last year uh, under its former deputy chairman, Paul Hyde. And that, um, it, it, that's, the board is now making decisions, it seems to me, uh, you know, based on proper planning and sustainable development. So I think that there is a reasonable case uh, that, you know, if we, if we make a reasoned argument to the board that this is the wrong thing for this site, mm. uh, then I think there's a 
good chance that we'd be listened to. Yeah. Does it say now? Maybe it's like I'm not crazy about the existing building. Uh, uh, anyway, I, I think you rightly described it as '80s kitsch. Does it say something about the general development of Dublin that a building most people don't like? People want to save that building because we're going to put something in its place that's even worse. That we seem to be going backwards in Dublin. Yeah, I think that that's um, that's one of the unfortunate things that seems to be happening. It's kind of like a trend, almost. You know, like you know, I suppose. When when I wrote The Destruction of Dublin, uh, that book, the mm. muckraking book back in 1985 when I was an, an angry young man, um, I mean, that, um, that you know, I, I, I kind of believe that things could only get better, you know, uh, as the British Labour Party slogan said in 1997, you know, that, you know, things were, and things were improving for quite a long time in the early 1990s. And then we kind of lost the run of ourselves during the Celtic Tiger years. And subsequently, and and then the crash came in 2008-2010 and everything, everything stopped. And, you know, you thought that, well, things can only get better after this. We learned our, we've learned our lessons and so on and so forth. And and instead, um, what we what we got was a planning agenda that was essentially driven by the property lobby, um, and uh, with the planning uh, uh, rules changed, uh, mandatory ministerial directors introduced, you know, requiring buildings of greater height to be built, uh, supposedly to increase urban density and so on. And you know, I think we've just lost our way, and and we need to start thinking about what's really important in the city and what and what sh- and what we should be doing rather than uh, just accept whatever uh, uh, some property developer wants to do. Frank, thanks a million uh, for talking to us uh, as ever. Frank McDonald there, former environment editor with the Irish Times. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.